0: The 630Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630Chad. When we talk about uh, what a tough year 2020 has been for uh, a lot of people, there are a number of of tragedies that come to mind. And the year started with with a huge one. and you'll remember it well i'm sure it's been just over six months since iran shot down a ukrainian airliner killing 176 people including 55 canadian citizens 30 permanent residents and dozens of others with connections to canada including 13 who called edmonton home you'll remember the outpouring of grief in the days after that well a report released Over the weekend by Iran's civil aviation organization blames, well, a number of things, including a misaligned missile battery. Um, by the iranian military for the tragedy and some other things Uh, families of the loved ones say the report underscores the need for an independent investigation payman parsian is the former president of the iranian heritage society of edmonton he joins us once again this afternoon payman welcome back to the show
1: Hi Dylan, thank you
0: for having me. All right, let's start uh, with this one. This uh, you know comes months after the plane was shot down by the Islamic Reven- Revolutionary Guard. Um, there are some folks that are saying that it's giving them some insight, but the report can't be trusted. Where do you stand on this? What are your thoughts when you when you read that initial report?
1: Well, the, the report, I think it's a total sham. It's a cover-up and it's a demonstration of their incompetence, expecting credibility in the report about the downing of this plane, where they bulldozed the site within hours, mm-hmm. um, where the same government that actively misled and lied for days following this downing, the same government that refused to release the most crucial piece of aircraft investigation, the black box flight recorded data, for more than six months after the crash. It's uh, We're talking about a government... That by their own admission, cannot examine the black boxes, yet releases a report titled Factual Data. Mm. This, and, and let alone this investigation in Iran, it's headed by their chief justice, Ebrahim Raisi, Raisi. He was in charge of the death squads that were responsible for the death of thousands in Iran. His crimes were so brutal that our government, at that time, unanimously passed a motion calling his actions a, a crime against humanity. And a political prisoner's day was established because of that. To have this person head the inquiry, into the potential murder of Canadians and others aboard this flight, it's frankly, it's disturbing. And so to ask, am I or are people sceptical about this report? Well, I'd Absolutely. say it's ignorant not to be.
0: Yeah. payment you know, the, the report, and I just want to outline it a little bit for, for those listening in this afternoon, um, it says... Um, The shooting down of that plane could have been avoided, starting with the surface-to-air missile battery that targeted having—it had been relocated and not properly reoriented. And those manning the missile battery could also not communicate with their command center. They also misidentified the civilian flight as a threat and opened fire twice without getting approval from ranking officials. The report says, quote, if each had not arisen, the aircraft would not have been targeted. My question, you know, still is is why it just doesn't make sense why that plane was was targeted at all. There were a number of other flights that went by in that time, in that in that time and in that space. It's just, mm-hmm. what do you still believe is behind the shooting down of this plane?
1: Well, look. So here's where my skepticism begins. They set up this, according to their own report, they set up this tour defense system at 10.30 p.m. and they began launching the missiles towards the U.S. at 1.30 a.m. So clearly, with them setting this up, it shows that they're preparing themselves for potentially, or they're anticipating a potential retaliation from the U.S. So in what country would you leave your airspace open for commercial flights? And then they had about half a dozen planes take off uh, early that morning from the same airport this plane was on the same scheduled flight path. Yes. Before it was hit, it was 4,000 feet, uh, you know, altitude, relatively low, heading, I believe, northwest. And they mistake a plane with two massive engines with a 25 million dollar defense system for a yeah. four meter cruise missile. And and apparently their uh, setup was off by 107 degrees. I mean, yes. a dollar store compass is more accurate apparently <laughs> than their yes. Russian made one of the world's best, supposedly, of uh, defense
0: systems. Payman, we need to have, there needs to be a full investigation into this and obviously an independent investigation yes. into this. How optimistic are you that that
1: is going to happen? So even the very first morning, we were 10 hours after this uh, tragedy, mm-hmm um I was asked countless times uh, what do I want to see from our government regarding yeah. to this investigation I just I repeatedly said clearly directly I said Iran's not going to cooperate they've already expressed reluctance to share the black boxes multiple countries need to be involved to pressure Iran for a full independent investigation my tone remains the same uh, we need to take a, a firm stance against Iran one of the most corrupt and oppressive regimes on this planet i'm not hopeful that uh, they will cooperate These people, they kill their friends, either through negligence, recklessness, or intentionally. And negotiating them so softly, I think, is a mistake. We need to take a firm stance. Uh, There's a few things that we could do to take a firmer stance. I think we could pressure the ICAO, uh, the International Civil Aviation uh, Organization. They could enforce their own regulations against member states in violation. Uh, We could involve the International Criminal Court. Iran says that this was an accident. Well, I say let's allow the courts and due process to determine that. Not a self-proclaimed so-called factual report by the very perpetrators. Um, The House of Commons previously passed a motion in, uh, I believe, June of 2018, declaring the Revolutionary Guards as a terrorist entity. But we still haven't uh, acted on that motion or put them on the banned list. We're talking about a, a regime that just publicly hanged a person a few days ago. That person's crime was drinking alcohol. I don't expect a regime like that to to cooperate with us, and mostly uh, the families will need answers for this. You know, as important compensation might be for them, their priority is justice, and as our Prime Minister even said in the early days, we need to find out why.
0: Uh, a spokesperson for Global Affairs Canada said, quote, Canada will continue to actively work with its international partners to hold the Iranian regime to account and ensure Iran follows through on its commitments. Um, a lot of folks, obviously, in the community say, you know, we, we understand that they're working hard and it's under difficult circumstances, but we want more from the Canadian government and the inter- international community. You've outlined some of those things that that you want. It must be incredibly frustrating to be sitting now six months after the fact and not knowing or having any more answers and, and knowing what um, the international community you know, uh, is dealing with with trying to get answers and, and really questioning whether or not you're going to find out anything at all. And, and payment, you know, you look at um, the fact that they're going to turn over the black boxes now. They're going to send them to France on July 20th. What the hell has taken so long?
1: Well, you know, I, I can only speculate, but given the history of the Iranian regime, it, uh, my, my assumption would be that they took their time to try to cover up as much as they possibly could mm. from the very get-go when they um, bulldozed the scene within hours to yeah. taking the belongings, including uh, cell phones, which potentially contained evidence on them, uh, away from the site. It's it's all pointing to red flags. But the biggest question for me would be who who allowed the airspace to remain open? Yeah. Um, yeah. Even the head of the Revolutionary Guard, he admitted that they requested the airspace to be closed, but they kept it open for certain dear or beloved people. What does that mean? Is it uh, you know is that to deter an imminent retaliation from the U.S.?
0: The report um, put the blame entirely on the crew of um, uh, the, you know the crew of. Um, The missile battery, the people who are manning that um, that uh, that unit, six people believed to be involved have been arrested. Um, No way. Three
1: have been released. Hmm. Yeah. There's no way way that in Iran, as soldiers there can't get a haircut without permission. (laughs) And they say that these operators acted on their own. Not a chance.
0: Interesting. Um, Just you know, uh, closer closer to home here as we kind of move away from the report you can you know with your, your your the friends the family the community uh i'd be curious to know what you're hearing from them right now um, about about this report how they're feeling what the past six months have been like
1: well it's uh it's pretty rough for the families um from the families i'm in touch with uh, for example the father of the two daughters uh, and his wife who passed away on a flight
0: yeah
1: repeatedly he always says i wish i was on the flight with them this is just torture uh living here without them um i visited him at his home and like he, he's in the same home that his family was in uh mm-hmm. helping him fill out some paperwork for uh for the deceased and going through their ids and seeing their pictures and knowing that they're not with us anymore it's it's rough i cannot imagine how these families are are uh, you know coping with this loss and it just further adds salt to the wound with the iranian regime's reluctance to uh, yeah. cooperate this is not a normal investigation like they're they're delaying the black box for more than six months let's just put it yeah. in context like the mh-17 flight within four days yeah. that black yeah. box was read. um in the recent downing of uh, not the downing but the plane in pakistan that went down in, in may it was, I believe, three days or four days after that flight, the black box was read. Most investigations obtain the black box within days. These guys won't give it up within six months. There's some huge red flags here.
0: I just had this text come in, and it says, Jay, I'm surprised that the world isn't more outraged that it has taken this long for Iran to release the flight data recorder and the cockpit voice recorder for examination. What if after all this time the data stored in those boxes has decayed to the point maybe unreadable or possibly even gone? How do we know that those devices haven't been tampered with since the recovery? And and all of those things must be weighing on
1: your mind as well. Well, They took a video initially. uh, I think it was the next day after the plane went down. Uh, in Iran and it showed that they were in good condition and everything looked to be uh, in in working order. The person that was talking on the video said in Persian that everything looks okay. So to see anything different from that on July 20th or in the days following uh, wouldn't surprise me the least bit. Uh, it's The Iranian regime, I don't think that there's any low that they wouldn't speak to. Hmm.
0: Before I let you go and I wanna thank you for for joining us once again on this and and I, and I hope someday, Payment, that we have an opportunity to sit down and talk about something wonderful not something devastated uh, devastating um in in, in the days and the weeks after the crash and we saw the outpouring of grief uh, across the country right here at home in in our community here in edmonton we saw it at the memorials with a number of people who showed up um and and i and i'm sure that you know that was some solace to to those who had lost loved ones but six months on payment what more what can we do now what can we do now to support the community?
1: Well, you know, first and foremost, Canadians of all backgrounds, creeds, they supported the Iran-Canadians from the very first moment, and they continue to do so. So uh, I want to thank them from the bottom of my heart, um, you know, and, and I give credit to our Prime Minister for his support as well, as many uh, also many leaders throughout the entire country. Um, yeah. But I'm disappointed in... in the lack of action from our Prime Minister. And, you know, when he did meet with the Foreign Affairs Minister of Iran, he bowed to him. These are people that killed our friends. Uh, the Iranian, the Canadian communities at large, uh, their continued support means the world, I'm sure, to the Iranian-Canadian community. Um, I don't know what more we can do uh, at this time, but our elected leaders, there's much they can do. The head of the ICAO is in Canada, it's in Montreal. Uh, this body was established to regulate... Uh, Against atrocities like this that occurred but they continue to stay silent i sent them an email just days after this uh account uh this tragedy and they gave me just blanket responses of please refer to our website or please refer to this uh, document they would never try to actually go out of their way to um, answer these questions and i think the families uh, of the victims on that plane are running into the same problems so perhaps our elected leaders could take some bold action to make sure that they're the very regulations that this body has established to ensure the skies are safe for passengers actually put into action
0: yeah and you know what i think that so much has gone on this year it's just been as as i said it's just it's been a tough year and so in on so many levels that um I, i think unfortunately some things have been have been lost and um and and i remember how outraged and how upset um so many of us were when this happened, um, and I think that it's uh, maybe time to use our voice once again to, to maybe push for some more pressure on the Iranian government uh, from the Canadian government in whatever way that looks like. Payment, thank you for joining me. I appreciate for it. Me. I would Take add,
1: care now. The only thing oh. I would add is if, yes, sir. if 176 people died in a terrorist attack in Canada, how would we react and how would we expect our politicians to react to this? Mm. That's all I ask. Great point.
0: Great point. Thank you so Thanks much. Take care. Payment and Parsian uh, joining us this afternoon, the former president of the Iranian Heritage Society of Edmonton. A number of you on the text line wondering how much those black boxes have been tampered with, how things might have been changed. I guess we will find out July 22nd when Iran, uh, sorry, July 20th, when Iran is expected to hand those boxes over to France.